triumph in the trap. This is a dog. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, they throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 8 and 8 X-Factor like Dez Bryant, my boy 88 Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day They know my destination, Devi, like I I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another WaverWire show. This is for week four upcoming here. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit here about week three and what we saw. Uh, but before we start, just want to remind you guys, I am recording this on Monday um, before the Monday night game. So if any major news happens, which we'll get into one from last week here in a second, um, you know, obviously I missed it. Uh, but just want to give you a heads up on that. You know, make sure you guys check out America's Game. Check out me on Twitter as well, at Eric Vanek NFL at America's Game Pod on Twitter. So make sure you guys follow both of those for me if you can. We also have the new South Harmon Twitter uh, that is up that is, you know, giving you guys all kinds of good stuff every single day. And that's from Fizzle. Fizzle's doing that. Uh, at South Harmon FF on Twitter. Make sure you guys give that a follow. 
also the South Harmon YouTube. Um, that's also at South Harmon FF on YouTube as well. Make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe. All kinds of good videos. Adam's been killing it with the production quality lately, especially on um, the recap show with the holograms and stuff. Really cool stuff. Uh, but Adam does a great job over there. Make sure you guys check that out. And then also, you know, if you need some start-sit help, um, Sunday mornings, myself, Adam, and Mike, we're on there live on YouTube for one hour for you guys. Um, you know, every Sunday morning, going to be doing that for you all season long. So make sure you guys tap in there. Uh, hit you know hit the subscribe button you'll get you know turn the notifications on all that good stuff and you'll get uh, notices for when we go live with anything on South Harmon YouTube all right injuries uh, so I'll start with last week's one that we didn't get to talk about on here and that was Nick Chubb so you know I've seen all kinds of stuff with Nick Chubb I mean we had you know, all kinds of crazy rumors of what it could have been. We all thought the absolute worst thing that he tore every single ligament and meniscus and dislocated his kneecap. And we thought every amazing thing that was wrong with him happened. So we get the news uh, that came out yesterday that he tore his MCL and partially tore ACL. So that is honestly like really great news. His recovery is six to eight months. Hopefully he's ready for the start of next season if you know everything goes all well. I mean it's obviously a multi ligament injury um, with the partially torn ACL, but it's not that bad as what we all thought it was going to be. So you know if you were one of the ones who just bought for a third or bought for a fourth or whatever in your leagues like congratulations i think you got a pretty good deal because right now i think i would i would sell for any second right now i think it's kind of where i'm at but i don't think the you know the diagnosis is like that terrible for chubb so good news for nick chubb at least i mean yeah it sucks he's an older running back coming off another knee injury and the same knee that he already messed up in college yeah i mean i think if you can get a second that's what i would get out for if you, if somebody gives you a first, awesome. But yeah, I would get out probably for any second at this point. And then the other one that came out today was Big Mike Williams for the Chargers torn ACL. He is out for the season. Um, you know, I've seen uh, you know Scott Connors one of the ones I usually go to. Uh, he's selling for any third in his leagues. Any third, Mike Williams is yours. I. I'd be okay buying for that, but also you got to remember Mike Williams is a free agent at the end of the season, I do believe, and he's probably going to end up elsewhere. That's why they drafted Quentin Johnston and all these guys, so they don't have to pay Mike Williams this big, massive contract that these wide receivers are getting. So I get it. Like, if you can get a third and a body back, I don't hate it. Like, I would probably try for the second still if I could get it. But was he worth a second, you know, before the injury, too? I mean, I don't know if somebody was paying a first-round pick for Mike Williams. So, I get it. If I would try for the second and maybe give back Mike Williams on a third, I would try for that. If not, I guess you can sell for a third and maybe you get a, a body back either. If it's a best ball league, try to get a wide receiver body back. If it's a lineup league, try and get a running back body back. Um, that's kind of how I would look at it with Mike Williams. But, yeah, sucks for Mike um, hopefully he gets it to, uh, gets healthy for next year and, you know, helps us next year. Um, all right. So quarterbacks for redraft last week, it was a little hit or miss for you guys. Um, 
I had Sam Howell in there, and woof, Sam Howell was bad. So if you followed that advice, I'm sorry, my bad. But this week, I think I got a couple more good ones for you this week. Um, So obviously, the first one is going to be Jameis Winston. He's probably going to be starting here for a week or two with uh, Derek Carr out with an AC joint injury to his shoulder. And it's against Tampa Bay. So revenge game, I guess, a little bit. Jameis has some really good, healthy weapons right now. He's getting Alvin Kamara back this week. Michael Thomas has been playing good, and he's healthy. Chris Olave is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, Rashid Shahid has been playing great this this year as well. Uh, You still have Jawan Johnson there as well. So this is a really good weapons for Jameis. So, hey, if uh, if you lost a quarterback this week or... Uh, you're still struggling, need somebody. I don't, I don't hate playing Jameis this week. Um, next would be Jimmy G or whoever for the Raiders because Jimmy G left with a concussion apparently. Well, he didn't leave with a concussion, but reported one after the game. Uh, even if it's Brian Hoyer out there or Aiden O'Connell, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, but I, I'm thinking it's going to be Jimmy G. Who knows? Against the Chargers, the Chargers have just been a sieve in the in the past game, just giving up tons of yards. And especially if Jimmy G does play, like I could see Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers just feasting on that secondary, and obviously they're going to drag Jimmy along with him. So that, I think that's not a bad one. And then Matt Stafford versus the Colts. The Colts secondary hasn't been um, like spectacular or anything. So I think with Stafford throwing to Puka Nakua, and then Van Jefferson and those guys, like I think Stafford could do pretty good for you, um, especially in a dome as well. All right, uh, dynasty quarterback. So obviously I mentioned Jameis Winston. If he is on your waiver wires, um, I think a significant portion of your fab can go to Jameis Winston this week. Um, we've mentioned the Jimmy G concussion. If he misses, it's probably going to be Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. I'm hoping it's Aiden O'Connell because he's better, but Brian Hoyer has been the backup every single week this year. So I'm assuming it's going to be Brian Hoyer. I'm not spending a ton of fab on Brian Hoyer, but if I can get him for, you know, 10 10 bucks of my 100 fab um, and I need the quarterback, I could do worse. So I think Hoyer could be a decent one. I wanted to bring up Taylor Heineke again just because Desmond Ritter is absolutely hot garbage trash. If Tyler Heineke is still sitting on your dynasty waiver wires, get him now. He's starting here eventually soon. There's no doubt in my mind because of how bad Desmond Ritter is. Um, After Sam Howell's implosion yesterday, I just want to mention Jacoby Brissett. It is a possibility that if Sam Howell... I mean, he's played great the first two games, and then this week was a complete stinker. I don't think they're getting ready to bench him yet, but if he keeps playing terribly, I could see them turning to Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, they paid him a bunch of money. And then I just one of the other ones I wanted to mention, I don't want to, um, not saying he's going to start or anything, but Mike White has was the backup yesterday for Miami again. He came in and played in garbage time once Denver or uh, Miami was up, you know, by a gazillion. So Mike White is the backup there. If something ever had happened to Tua, Mike White is the guy, and that is uh, something that uh, Mike is not looking forward to to uh, to seeing because I will be all over him for Mike White. That is for sure. All right, so let's quickly look at here at the running backs for redraft. 
only have two for you this week, but Matt Breida, if he is out there, I'm betting Barkley misses another week. Breida had 17 rush yards, one touchdown, three catches. Um, he's at least going to be used. If, if you're in a desperate situation, Matt Breida could you know, be somebody that could hopefully help you stay afloat, hopefully get you close to 10 points. If not, maybe like eight. You know, it's not like a high bar that Breida's going to get you, but he does have speed. If he breaks one, you know, he could help you be a warp difference maker um, if you did start him. So if you need a running back, he's probably going to start. And the other one I wanted to mention was Justice Hill, if he got dropped. Um, So obviously Justice Hill missed this week because of a toe injury. If somebody dropped him on your waiver wire, uh, Gus Edwards is in concussion protocol. I think Justice Hill would probably get the bulk of the work. Melvin Gordon would obviously mix in. Uh, Kenyon Drake is there too. I think Justice Hill would be a solid pickup this week if he is available for you. Um, On to the dynasty running backs now. So the first one up here I want to mention is Trey Sermon. So Trey Sermon uh, got activated from the Colts practice squad. They did cut Deion Jackson. Um, and obviously Jake Funk didn't even play a snap again this week. Uh, you know, Still waiting on the Jonathan Taylor saga. We'll see what happens there. But Trey Sermon for now is the backup there for the Colts. It seems like he had 5 for 17 and 1 for 4 uh, in the past game. 18 snaps, 9 routes run, 2 targets. Um, five carries. They didn't use any other running backs, like I mentioned. So Trey Sermon is the backup there. Um, Zach Moss is obviously the featured back. He's killing it right now. But, um, you know, something happens to him. It looks like Trey Sermon right now is the backup. So in your dynasty leagues, he is definitely worth a pickup. Any RB on a 53. Uh, Kenyon Drake and Melvin Gordon. So if they're out there in your waivers, both were active. Both Played in the past game. Gus had a zero there, as we expected. Uh, Melvin was the clear backup, though, when Gus left. Melvin uh, finished 10 for 32 and 2 for 23 in the passing game. Drake only had one carry for zero yards. He had 2 for 31 in the receiving game, but he had a really big fumble that really cost them. So he didn't play as much after that. They went with Melvin Gordon. But Drake does know the system from being there last year a little bit. Well, at least... Not the system, because the system changed, but he at least knows the personnel around, the people around. So uh just wanted to mention Kenyon Drake there. You know, if Gus Edwards is out this week, I bet you he's active at least. Um, Zonovan Knight, he only played seven snaps, but he was three for 13 on the ground. Reynolds played a bunch more snaps, but only had four for 15. So it's kind of like a split if Montgomery has to miss again. Um, Zonovan Knight could at least be somebody that... You know, if you have to throw in there, maybe he gets you, you know, three, four, five points. Um, Isaiah Spiller, he got more touches this week over Elijah Dotson. So Spiller, you know, I think it was like three, three for seven or something like that. He at least played over Elijah Dotson. Dotson was doing more special team stuff. Uh, but Josh Kelly has been terrible. Um, if you looked at Josh Kelly's stats the last two weeks, he has been absolutely awful. So if you had Josh Kelly, hopefully you sold him um, and got something for him. But, yeah, he's been really, really bad. And then, you know, I could see Spiller this week against um, the Raiders. I could see Spiller getting a little more work um, with Josh Kelly out there. I mean, Josh Kelly's still going to be the starter, but I think Spiller cuts into more there. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Rico Dowdle, if he is out there, four for twenty-one rushing, three for twenty-five in the ground or receiving game, and a touchdown. So that was nice to see Rico Dowdle. Um, 
you know, that was a guy that's, if he's out there, you got to pick him up just because he's the Dallas backup and they've been running the ball pretty good. Um, this one actually should have been in the redraft category, but um, stay it now. Roshan Johnson, this is going to be your final week to pick him up. Um, I think he's starting to take over there. He had, was more productive than Khalil Herbert again. Uh, they played about the same amount of snaps, same amount of touches and all that. Uh, Roshan's going to be taken over here shortly. So if Roshan is out there in your redraft leagues, that is a guy I would definitely target to pick up as well. Now let's take a quick look here at the wide receivers for redraft. Uh, so the first one I want to bring up is the guy from the Thursday night game, Wandale Robinson. He had five targets in his first game back, four for 21, only played 11 snaps, 22%. But, I mean, look at that, you know, 11 snaps, he had five targets, four for 21. So obviously we're trying to get him the ball. He's better than Paris Campbell, and I think as Wandale gets more healthy, gets more games under his belt, he's going to be somebody that you're going to want to probably pick up because I think he's going to kind of be like their slot receiver. We'll see how long it takes for him to ramp up, but like Paris Campbell just isn't it. Paris Campbell has just had way too many injuries in his career to really be effective anymore, in my opinion. Josh Downs, um, 12 targets, 8 for 57, continues to be better than Alec Pierce weekly as well. Um, and they only use three receivers on this team. They use Downs, Pierce, and Pittman. So Downs is a guy, if bye weeks are coming up here rapidly, week five, we start bye weeks. Um, so Josh Downs, hey, if he gets me 8 for 57, he gets me 13 points from a bye week replacement, Awesome. Fantastic. That's exactly what I'm looking for in redraft. I'm just not looking for these damn zeros, these landmines that I always find myself picking up um, when it comes to that. Tank Dell, if he's out there in redraft, he's going to be probably somebody that's going to be picked up um, and spent quite a bit of fab on this week if he is out there. Five for 145, second most routes run on the team, led the team in targets too as well. They're only really using Nico Collins and Robert Woods, so... And Tank Dell, if he's out there, that's uh, definitely somebody I will go and get. Um, obviously, with the Mike Williams injury now, Josh Palmer is an every-down wide receiver. He is the probably the priority wide receiver to get on waivers this week. Um, if Quentin Johnston got dropped because he started off shitty in your redraft leagues, I think he's another one that should be highly prioritized as well. Um, I think Palmer's getting the first shot. But, you know, Quentin Johnston has the talent, hopefully. We'll see what happens there. Um, he's going to have to get some more targets. Um, DJ Chark, if he is out there, he was targeted 11 times. Yes, the Panthers threw it like 58 times or something crazy like that. So they were definitely throwing the ball, playing with more pace than this game. Um, 11 targets, 4 for 86 and a touchdown for Chark. So he didn't catch a lot of those uh, targets, but hey, you know, if Chark's getting you that, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, and then let's see. Rasheed Rice uh, finally overcame the Justin Watson, Ross, Tony. Tony only played two snaps. Watson was pretty close there in snaps. I think it was like 37. But Rasheed Rice, 39 snaps, 21 routes run, seven targets, five for 59. So Rasheed Rice, he's definitely somebody I'm keeping my eye on as well. Hopefully he starts to get going because he's just better than a lot of these other receivers. Like, I, I know if you look at the Chiefs box score every week, it's like, you just want to pound your head on the table because they use literally like seven to eight to nine different players catch the ball every week, and it's just frustrating. 
Uh, Calvin Austin, he is a thing. So with Deontay Johnson out, he played 45 snaps, 26 routes run, had five targets, two for 72 in the long touchdown. Uh, was a really beautiful ball by Kenny Pickett. Great catch by Calvin Austin on the play. You know, hey, like I said, bye weeks are coming up. Calvin Austin could be a thing for you if you need a replacement. He's uh, you know, home run threat. He might get you, you know, two for 20. One week, but hey, he can do two for 72 and a touchdown for you any week as well. So just wanted to bring him up. Um, now on to the dynasty wide receivers I wanted to bring up. So Nelson Aguilar, if he ever got dropped for you, um, he played 52 snaps, 72%, 33 routes run, four targets, caught all four for 39 yards this week. So obviously Odell is out, and Nelson Aguilar has just been steadily getting more and more playing time as well. Like, over Bateman even too so uh yeah Aguilar is somebody in in a dynasty league I would pick up if if he's out there uh Dontavian Wicks so obviously Thursday night game this week for Green Bay Christian Watson is already ruled out for it um you know Christian Watson could end up missing some more time here with Wicks this week, he uh, 52 snaps, 66% of the snaps, 34 routes run, 6 targets, 4 for 45. So, hey, if you need a guy to play this week, Dontavian Wicks could be somebody that could be useful this week for you. Uh, he's pretty much been the Christian Watson replacement since Watson's went out. Uh, no one is really, like, dominating there for Green Bay. You know, Jaden Reed one week, Romeo Dobbs another week. Dobbs getting the most targets, uh, but, hey, Wicks is getting in there too. Uh, another one I wanted to mention was Jamal Agnew. So with Zay Jones missing, uh, Agnew played 41 snaps, which was 55%. He ran 30 routes, 5 targets, 4 for 49. So basically, if any Jags wide receiver misses, Jamal Agnew is going to be the guy you want to pick up in like a best ball league. Um, you're probably not going to want to play him in redraft, but Jamal Agnew, I wanted to put that out there. If there's a Jaguars receiver that misses, Jamal Agnew is the guy to pick up, especially in best ball. Um, Darius Davis. So, obviously, I mentioned with Mike Williams getting hurt, uh, Darius Davis should come in and play a little bit more as the fourth wide receiver now. Uh, just wanted to mention Darius Davis, if he's out there, could be a guy to maybe look at. He has a, some deep speed, could be one of those type of players for you. Um, and then Jake Bobo, he is the fourth receiver for the Seahawks. He played 31 snaps, 11 routes run, two targets, one for five on a touchdown that was real late in the game. Just wanted to mention if one of these you know, Seahawks receivers misses, Jake Bobo could be somebody uh, that plays for you out there. Next up, tight ends for redraft. Honestly, don't really have any this week for you guys, but hey, just I mean, like the tight end twos this week were like all the rave. Like Brevin Jordan caught a touchdown, and Donald Parham caught two touchdowns, and Pharaoh Brown caught a touchdown. So it's like those, you know, roulette wheel of pick whoever you want at tight end this coming up. But um, yeah, just kind of make your best judgments. I would say go for guys who play the most amount of snaps. That's kind of what I would be looking for. You don't really want these guys that are playing a limited amount of snaps. And then, you know, that week that you play him, oh, he gets, you know, one target, doesn't even catch it and gets you a big zero. 
uh, dynasty tight ends. So a couple I wanted to bring up here was Harrison Bryant. Um, he played more over Jordan Aikens in this game, and it seems like it's kind of going that way. So they trust Harrison Bryant knows the system. 25 snaps. He only ran nine routes. Um, he's been over Jordan Aikens for a couple weeks now. So just wanted to if Harrison Bryant's out there in your deep tight end leagues, he might be somebody. Andrew Ogletree. So he came back um, after missing two weeks with injuries. Um, and he, I knew he was going to cut back into um, Kylan Granson's time. So he definitely did that. I've been picking up a lot of Ogletree. People have been dropping him. Uh, he played 28 snaps, 10 routes run, two targets, one for 11. Um, but I think Andrew Ogletree, that's somebody they really, really like. I mean, he was playing out there week one quite a bit before he got injured. So Ogletree is somebody I will continue to pick up in my deep dynasty leagues um, as a tight end. Uh, John U. Smith is next up. If he got cut in your dynasty leagues, he's not far off of Kyle Pitts, what Kyle Pitts is doing. He played 48 snaps, 32 routes run, 8 targets, 5 for 37. Um, it just seems like this Falcons offense is going to run a lot of two tight end sets, and these guys are both going to be out there. Pitts and Janu, they're both going to be running a lot of routes. It seems like getting targets. It's scary. It, it is what it is, but Jonu Smith is a thing again. Julian Hill, is he taking over for Durham Smythe? Possibly. Um, so here's the breakdown this week. Julian Hill played 57 snaps, 78% of the snaps, and ran 21 routes run, only had one target. Smythe only played 26 snaps, 7 routes run, 1 target, 1 for 15. So Julian Hill literally doubled Durham Smythe this week, which is surprising because Smythe has been almost 100%, 97% the first two weeks. And this isn't like all garbage time either. Julian Hill was playing over Durham Smythe the entire game. So Julian Hill, if he's out there, I'm picking him up in my deep tight end leagues or two tight end leagues, stuff like that. Julian Hill, somebody I'm picking up. Um, I know Mike's loving that. That was Mike's guy. <laughs> uh, all right, next one up, Cole Turner. Uh, with Logan Thomas out, just wanted to bring him up. 31 snaps, 22 routes run. He had six targets. Um, so, yeah, Cole Turner is going to be like the receiving type of tight end. If he's out there, I'm not buying the, the John Bates stuff from last week. Um, last one up, Peyton Hendershot. He had more snaps than Shoemaker this week. He played 37 snaps, 18 routes run, one target. So maybe Hendershot is getting in there over Shoemaker a little bit more. So just wanted to bring that up as well. And then finally, for the favorite segment uh, for everybody this uh, on the Waiver Wire show is Eric's What the Fuck Are We Doing Here Man segment. So shout out to Dynasty Barry once again for his, uh, his saying that he always used to say. So here we go. Gary Brightwell, four carries, five yards, two catches, 31 yards. What are we doing here? Get him out. Like, he has been awful in the league for, like, three years now. I know he knows the system, but he still sucks. Put Eric Gray in there already. Like, what are we doing? Eric Gray is way more talented than Gary Brightwell could ever imagine to be. Uh, the Janu and Pitts two-way split is here to stay, like I was mentioning. Uh, I don't know why, but what are we doing here? Like, can we not get... Can we get Kyle Pitts going? But I think it's just... Kyle Pitts is stuck in this role until Arthur Smith is gone. I think is what it is what it is. 
Um, if somebody still wants to really buy high on Kyle Pitts and believes in him, awesome. Sell him. Here you go. Give me a first-round pick for him. Uh, whatever it is, you know, I, I just think Kyle Pitts is his prime years are being wasted because Arthur Smith is a moron, basically. Uh, Jawan Johnson with no Foster Moreau and only one target for Jimmy Graham. He still only got four targets, two for 12. Like, what are we doing here? Get Jawan Johnson the ball. I don't know why it's changed this year that they're not getting him the ball, but Jawan Johnson needs to get the ball more. And hopefully with Jameis in there, maybe he will. Uh, Tank Bigsby, he's playing less snaps than Dearness Johnson. Um... This is more of a, like, Tank, he just had so much promise, just a little bit in the doghouse right now. I don't know, maybe, because he has made some mistakes week one. He has fumbled. I just hope he doesn't turn into Snoop Connor, and that's what I'm afraid of right now. At least he's out there playing, but hopefully we see a little bit more from Tank Bigsby as we get going here the rest of the year, but I'm just hoping we don't have another Snoop Connor situation here. Um, next up, Marvin Mims in a blowout, mind you, still only played 15 snaps and he had the big return touchdown. He had another couple big plays in the receiving game when he did get targeted. Like, what are we doing here? Why is Brandon Johnson and little Jordan Humphrey and all these guys playing over Marvin Mims? You drafted him high, let him go out there make some plays, do all that you know, learn the game. Like, he's not going to learn the game on 15 freaking snaps. Like, what are we doing here, Sean Payton? Another thing with Sean Payton, Adam Troutman not even being targeted. 54 snaps, 36 routes run, two targets, zero for zero again. Like, what are we doing? So Adam Troutman is somebody you can't even trust in uh, Dynasty Leagues or anything like that right now because... I thought after week one, okay, it looked promising, and then it's been complete dog shit since then. Um, okay, the Jets. What are we doing here? Randall Cobb, 46 snaps. McCole Hardman, two snaps. Like, what are we doing here? McCole Hardman, way more explosive of a player, better player with the ball in his hands. Um, like, what are we doing? I'm... You know, McCole Hardman is just probably droppable at this point anyways. And you really can't play any Jets player outside of Brees and maybe Garrett Wilson. But I think you have to, like, honestly look at your team every single week. And Garrett Wilson, you have to look at him as, like, a wide receiver three to flex play every week. Like, he's not he's not a top 36 wide receiver. He's barely there. So you're banking on he catches some random-ass balls from Zach Wilson right now. And he gets open because this this offense with Zach Wilson is terrible. So you got to kind of look at that. Brees Hall is at least getting the touches right now. But the, they're just playing so bad that you can't even really play them. And now they play against the Chiefs on Sunday night. Yay. Can't wait to watch that. Seahawks. Can we start getting JSN the damn ball? Three targets, one for ten this week. Like, what are we doing? You drafted this guy in the first round. F- fucking use him. Like, what are we doing? Like, JSN was definitely the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion. And we're not using him at all. Like, it makes no sense. Let's get Jacob Bobo out there, like I mentioned earlier, for 31 snaps and and cutting into JSN. Like, what are we doing? Get him out. Let's go. Uh, The Raiders. So, two things on the Raiders here. Uh, Zamir White has to literally be worthless. One snap again. Two weeks in a row, one snap each game. They're playing Amir Abdullah over him like... 
Zamir White is just absolutely worthless on this team. And I think it's just a coaching a coach thing. Like I don't know what it is. If you're it's like if you're only a former Patriot or a superstar, we're not gonna use you. They only use three different offensive players Adams, Jacobs, Myers, no one else gets the ball. Hunter Renfro, dead. You know, Michael Mayer, dead. Austin Hooper, dead. What are we, you know, they only literally use three players. If you look at their box score every week, it's Adams, Jacobs, Myers getting the ball. Nobody else gets the ball, which is fine. I love that. I, I know who to start then. I just never start in any other Raiders. And, like, Zamir White is just worthless. Amir Abdullah is worthless. Renfro worthless. It's the same old crap every week. And then finally here, the Cardinals playing th- three tight ends, and they literally all had 30 snaps. So Zach Ertz got cut way back this week on his snaps. Yes, he played the most and had the most targets and all that, but what are we doing here? Like, do we really have to play Jeff Swain? Like, and it's just going to be a thing all year, you know? I don't I don't get it. Like, we just want to play these shitty players that we signed for cheap. Makes no sense at all. All right, guys, that is it here for week three. Hopefully no major injury tonight on Monday Night Football like we've had three weeks in a row, uh, if you count last year. So we've had the last three weeks of Monday Night Footballs. We had the DeMar Hamlin situation. We had uh, Aaron Rodgers week one and Nick Chubb last week. Hopefully we do not have a major injury tonight, knock on wood. Um but yeah, that's that is it. So get, make sure you guys follow me at Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter, at America's Game Pod as well. We'll have uh, another America's Game for you this week on Thursday. Not sure quite yet what I'm going to talk about, but we will figure it out. Um, so yeah, until Thursday, guys. We will see you. Have a good one.